Are you wondering how to use your love of writing to glorify God and bless others, but you aren't really sure where to start? Or maybe you've been writing for a while, but now you want to start putting that work out into the world for others to read. If so, you are not alone and you are in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefits others. Welcome back to the Purposeful Pen. So this is our final week of talking about ways to build your platform without being on social media. So the last two weeks, we talked about collaborations and connecting with people in person. Um, This week, we are talking about SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization. So if you're like me, you have heard that term before and maybe wanted to run the other way or your eyes glaze over and it's just like, no, I just can't even do one more thing. But hang with me. It doesn't have to be crazy and complicated. If you want people to find your website and all the things you have to offer or read your blog posts or find out about your podcast or your course, but you aren't going to promote it on social media, a great way for people to find you is through them doing web searches. They Google something that they want help with, and your website is one of the first ones to come up. So this week, I'm talking with Jana Carlson about all the, well, not all the SEO, definitely not all the SEO things, because there are a lot of them that are too much to go into right now, but we're just going to scratch the surface and talk about some just easy, practical things that you can do to make your website more likely to come up when people search for what they're trying to find help for. So Jana, how have you seen SEO help your your website and your build your audience? So uh, I like how you introduced this topic, Amy. And some people might be asking like, why do I need to know SEO if if what I'm writing about is the answer to a question somebody Googles, why wouldn't it just show up in the Google search results? And the reason for that is there is so much content on the internet that if you're not intentional about optimizing that content specifically for search engines, um, it is very unlikely to show up on the first page of the search results. And and by the first page, I am talking about like maybe the top 10 results, organic results. That's results that are not um, sponsored or they're not ads. And the reason why that matters is because statistics show that less than 2% of people searching for information will ever move past the first 10 results. And in fact, most people don't even look past the first one or two results. So you really have to work hard at getting your content to the point where Google thinks it is the number one page to provide the information that a person is looking for. So in my experience, implementing SEO practices on my website, I have found that about 85% of my traffic comes from organic search. And what I love about that is it's not this ongoing active thing. It's It doesn't require me to be posting on social media every single day. It's like I just optimize my blog post 
for search that one time while I'm creating it. And then it just continues to work for me for weeks and months and even years after that. And then I've also found, I just, I did some research in preparing for this podcast. It looks like out of 250 keywords that people might search for on Google that led them to my website, 200 of those keywords are directly as a result of the blog posts that I specifically optimized for SEO. So that what that says to me is that SEO is effectively building my platform. It is effectively tr- attracting the audience that I am writing for. And the other thing is that uh, writing for SEO helps me to write better and it forces me to better understand my audience and what they need from me. And so I feel that makes me, I serve them better as a result of it. Excellent. So a lot of your traffic, most of your traffic to your website comes from those specific searches. What do you mean by optimizing your posts for SEO? What does that actually look like? It sounds, you know, Greek. <laughs> what, is that, what does that actually mean? So SEO is a very massive topic and there are literally hundreds of factors and components that contribute to SEO. And so naturally, I would not talk about all of those today. And I personally don't even pay attention to all of them. Like it is just way too much. There are whole agencies that take care of that for some websites and I'm just one person. So Um, But even with just a really limited, basic understanding of SEO, um, a person can really make a difference in in the amount of traffic that they can get. So search engines crawl your website to identify what each page and post is about and to determine the quality of your content and how comprehensively you address specific search queries. by search queries, I'm talking about the exact words that people are typing into the search bar of a search engine like Google. So we need to make it very clear to search engines what our content is about, and we need to craft it so that the search engine determines it is a top source of information for what the people are looking for. So Um, There are technical aspects of SEO on the back end of things like, you know, your website development and that kind of thing. And I won't get into those things today because a vast majority of writers um, don't have the technical uh, skills required to work on that. And that is okay. And that's one of the things I love about SEO and why I like to teach writers about SEO Because there are many practical ways that you can achieve a top ranking in search results by focusing only on what is called on-page SEO. And this has to do with the actual words that are on the page, the words that you're writing, and how you format your article. So formatting would include things like headings, word count, uh, how you uh, structure your paragraphs, the reading level. Uh, of your piece and the actual words that you use. Okay. So all of the different sorts of things. So what, 
what are some things if somebody said, okay, I want to, I want to delve into this. Uh, I want to make my blog post more SEO friendly. What are some things that they can do? So the first thing, so say you've picked the topic that you want to write about. So it should be something that your target audience would search for on Google or another search engine. So generally speaking, the more specific your topic, the easier it will be to optimize for search engines. So uh, there is some strategy involved even in just deciding what to write about. So for example, if you're trying to target the search query Bible study, uh, that would actually be quite difficult because that topic is so broad and there's a ton of competition. There's like probably millions of uh, pages on the internet that would qualify for that topic. Yeah. And especially from like really massive po popular websites with high authority, they probably um, would rank for that kind of a broad uh, search query. But if you target something more specific, for example, Bible study for postpartum mums, for example, that is quite specific and it narrows down your competition and makes your subject matter more obvious. So once you've chosen your target keyword, then search for it yourself. Start typing it into the Google search bar and then study the search results that Google gives you. What do you notice about those first 10 organic results? Um, don't look at the ones that are sponsored. Don't look at the ads. Make sure you're skipping those. But look at the organic results. These are your competition. You are competing with these articles and you need to make sure that your post is at least as good and informative as those ones. Um, ideally, even better. So you want to pay attention to things like how is their post structured? Um, do they include infographics or a video? How many uh, photos do they have uh, interspersed throughout the text? How long are the posts? If they're all, you know, roughly around a thousand words, then you would kind of target the same word count. But, but more often than not, they're longer than that. Or there's a wide range of lengths. Scan the headings of each of the articles. Do they use the keyword in the headings? And what specific aspects of this topic do they cover? Why do you need to know that? Because if Google is providing these articles as the answer to a specific search query, it's probably because um, those articles seem very comprehensive. So as you're studying these articles, if, if, they, if you realize that they're addressing an aspect of the topic that you hadn't considered, um, it might be worth adding that to your post as well just so that it's very comprehensive. And so once you've done this research, I suggest creating an outline. Your outline should at least include a title and subheadings to give you an idea of your main points. So it should make it very clear what your post will be about and it will help you to write with clarity, which will benefit your reader and the search engines. So this is just a very basic introduction to SEO, and I could obviously go into a lot more detail, but depending on the topics of your content, even these simple steps could result in a tremendous improvement in your 
organic search results. Excellent. Thank you. And, you know, the interesting thing is like when I teach and coach about finding, you know, knowing really specifically who you're writing for and what it is that you're offering that reader, one of the things that I talk about is what Googleable question are you answering? And there's many reasons for my asking that, but one of them is like you noticed, okay, Jana said, all right, well, if you're just looking for Bible studies, your your competition is too much. It's too, there's too many other options for that. Um, and so when we are more specific and know exactly the the niche that we fill, um, it also helps our message to get out there more because we know exactly, okay, this is what people are Googling for that my blog post, my website, my message is the answer to. And if we're not able to really hone it in that tight, then we probably have some more work to do in narrowing down what exactly is it that you have to offer. So I just want to mention that because it's like, it's an assumption when you're doing this SEO stuff that, no, I know specifically what I offer and who it's for because Google will not reward you otherwise, but your reader won't know you're, you're not going to be found otherwise because yeah. there's so much noise out there. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely crucial, Amy. I'm glad you mentioned that because really that is step one of SEO is um, clearly identifying your message and your reader. And actually, when I do my SEO teachings, uh, I always talk about that. And I often refer my students to your podcast and to your content for that reason, because that's your area of expertise. So maybe there's a little collaboration brewing in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And I know you have said before, you like SEO because it doesn't feel quite as, it doesn't feel like salesy or it's not putting me, well, what do you like about, about using SEO to um, get your message out there more effectively? Yes. I love SEO for that reason. And I actually think SEO is the ideal way to build a platform for Christian writers um, for this reason, because it is, all behind the scenes. Um, there is never a moment when you're implementing SEO that you feel like you are promoting yourself. There is never a salesy moment involved in SEO at all. And I, I just, I feel like if, if all Christian writers um, understood how simple SEO could be, I think every single one would use it because it is just so ideal. There's nothing... Um, prideful involved in SEO at all. In fact, um, I feel like SEO is really a tool that enables us to more effectively serve our readers. Because if we have a message that is intended to provide um, practical help or hope or encouragement for someone in need in a specific area, naturally, we want that person to find our content. If you have somebody who's, 
you know, really discouraged about a specific situation, maybe, you know, a fellow special needs mom or um, an overwhelmed homeschooling mom or uh, a woman who's just struggling with knowing how to understand what she's reading in her Bible, for example. Um, these are people who are looking for hope and help. And if you're writing words that can provide that for them, of course you want to be able to connect your message with your reader. And so SEO, I just think it is one of the most effective ways to accomplish that. And so if your uh, post is optimized for search and somebody is Googling in desperate need of help and encouragement and your post comes up at the top, wow, you have you have effectively served them and ministered to their needs in, in that moment, like in the moment of their greatest need, when they've gotten to that point where, ah, I can't handle this anymore. I have to Google this. I need to, I need to find answers, you know, and how satisfying is that for us as writers too, to know that people are finding what they're looking for when they visit our websites. Excellent. I love it. So you you mentioned sort of a, okay, scratching the surface, like think about what you are the Googleable answer to and Google it yourself and see what comes up and look at not the sponsored things, but the, the actual results that come up and do some research on what, what do the posts look like? What are the contents, things like that. And then structure your own post similarly. If someone wants to, sort of continue down this whole topic of SEO, where are some places that they can learn more? Um, I'm sure there's probably courses out there. Do you have anything that you would recommend? Um, this is this is kind of my wheelhouse and I love teaching on this topic. I love making SEO simple and understandable and accessible to anyone, regardless of their experience or technical skill level. So uh, I have done a teaching on this in the writer's block community, which I know you've talked about here on your podcast before. Um, and that that course is available to anyone with a writer's block membership. So if you're interested in checking that out, um, I'd encourage you to join the writer's block. So you would have access to the SEO course, but you would also have access to a ton of other uh, really helpful, encouraging, practical teaching from a whole host of other Christian writers as well. And I do plan on offering this as a course again. Um, so if you're interested in being aware of when that goes live again, uh, feel free to sign up for my email list to be the first to hear about that. Sounds great. And I will put all of the links to all of the places for both you and the writer's block and for Rachel, who joined us for the first two segments of this series. Um, so you guys can check out all of those resources that these ladies have available. So thank you so much, Jana, for being here and helping us to scratch the surface on this sometimes mystifying topic that actually can be super helpful in getting readers to find our words in a way that doesn't feel salesy and doesn't have anything to do with social media. So thanks so much for being here. My pleasure, Amy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Substack so you'll never miss an episode. 
You can support the podcast by liking and commenting on episodes and, of course, sharing it with others. If you become a paid subscriber on Substack, you'll get journaling prompts or additional resources every Wednesday that pertain to the week's episode. You will also have access to the monthly writing Q&A call and subscriber-only chats. But as always, the podcast itself will remain free.